You've stopped in at the guidepost. Brought to you by the American Saltwater Guides Association. Stock up on gear, grab a coffee at the counter, and get ready to hear incredible fish stories from the best captains on the East Coast and thought-provoking conversations with stakeholders and policymakers working to protect these fisheries. This podcast is presented by Costa Sunglasses. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Season 2 of the Guidepost. Uh, just going to be me on here today. Um, thank you all for listening. We greatly appreciate it as our audience continues to grow. Um, hope everyone had a happy Thanksgiving, and you got to spend it, maybe do a little bit of fishing, spend it with people that you love. Um, you know, uh, what we're going to talk about today is not good. Um we're going to need all of y'all's help on it. Uh, this is, this has been discussed for quite some time. Uh, and it's kind of, it's kind of finally coming to fruition. So we all know what's going on with striped bass. We all know that the rebuilding plan is iffy. Um, we all know that conservation equivalency is staying in place. And last week we got um, the, the addendum to allow commercial quota transfers for striped bass. And you all know us, we've been a pretty honest broker. Uh, we've never come out against uh commercial fishing for striped bass. There's been a lot of pressure in the community um, for us to kind of take a stand on it. And we've always, uh, we've always kind of been inward facing and, and tried to fix the problems in our community. Um, this effort for commercial quota transfers is not good. It is not appreciated by us. Um, you kind of wonder if, these managers live in a bubble somewhere in a distant galaxy and they just aren't aware of what the fishery really is and what the public wants. Uh, we have been an honest broker all along. And uh, let me, let, let's dig into this and we're going to tell you what's going on, why you should be concerned and what you can do to make a difference. So meeting in early November uh, at ASMFC, we realized after the stock assessment that there weren't gonna be regulation changes and that states could still use conservation equivalency. Um, and we were pretty upset about that and asked the public to, to make comments and urge the commissioners to make some kind of regulation change so conservation equi equivalency would not exist anymore. And we failed at that attempt. Um, and Amendment 7 passes. The conservation equivalency is grandfathered in. And we heard from several commissioners that there was no appetite for an addendum. So when you have a, an amendment, that's a huge document. You know, it happens like once every 20 years. 
Um, and when you want to make changes to that amend amendment, you have an addendum. An addendum, addendum is a shorter process. Um, it's how you would make regulation changes, how you do kind of, uh, you know, a little bit more simple things. Um, and they email out this document that is addendum one. Now, <laughs> we were told that there was no appetite to change regulations for or for an addendum because so many things have been going on with striped bass. And you can imagine our chagrin when we get an email that says addendum one. Um, you will not be shocked to find out that addendum one has nothing to do with conservation or rebuilding or anything that the vast majority of the public wants. What it has to do with and sit down or, you know, pull over or if you're listening to this in the car, because I don't want you to swerve and run into anybody or anything. Uh, addendum one is to maximize commercial harvest for striped bass vis-a-vis -a, -vis a quota transfer system between states. Um, if there's no appetite for an addendum, what are, what are we talking about here? Um, the concept to fully exploit the commercial harvest of striped bass with, I mean, a shaky at best, shaky, rebuilding plan that's you know if 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 our fishing mortality raises you know by hundredths uh we will not rebuild by 2029 um you look at this as a whole and it, and it really just becomes clear that there's just no they don't put a lot of value on what the public wants or or how this fishery should be managed so Let's give you a little background on this commercial quota issue. So this is just for the ocean. Um, the commercial quota is somewhere in the neighborhood of 2.4 million pounds, and some of it goes unused. Um, if you run the numbers, you know, from um, five, six years ago to 2021, uh, they're using somewhere between 65 and 70% of the quota. And, and a lot of that is because North Carolina has a couple hundred thousand pounds that's sitting there not being used because striped bass aren't in North Carolina anymore. They're not in North Carolina anymore because the stock is pretty doggone depressed. I, I know there's people lined up on the beaches in Jersey right now. I, I know Cape Cod had a good year. I know the Connecticut River had a good year. Uh, it's the Dead Sea here, uh, unless you go like 80 miles south to the Potomac. Um, there's not a lot of stuff <laughs> coming through uh, the pipe. So uh, I'm glad, you know, glad there's certain areas that had a decent year, and I'm glad guys are still catching right now. Things are not great. Uh, and, and a lot of our guides will tell you that. So, um, for about a year or two, the Delaware commissioners have been pushing this, uh, commercial quota transfer. Um, they actually wanted it to be included in amendment seven, but ultimately through all of our advocacy efforts, it was, uh, it was removed from the document. 
So uh, in conjunction with this commercial quota transfer, we're, we're doing a blog on this and y'all can see the diagrams, but Delaware had a state meeting, uh, just a state meeting, not a commission meeting, where they actually uh, increased the area in a real part of uh, narrow part of Delaware Bay where they can anchor up gill nets um, from you know mid-February to May, which that's spawning season, right? Um, and and they're allowing anchored mono gill nets. Uh, so when if you look at the blog and you see this graph, you'll understand that Delaware's been prepping uh, to hopefully get this quota transfer for a couple of years. You know they've they've already put new regulations in place so they can they can maximize it when they get when they get, uh, if they get the quota. So, um, I, you know, we really don't think it's a great time to maximize commercial harvest because we have to keep that fishing mortality, um, you know, somewhere around the target of 0.17. Um, and this is not a great way to do it. And, and if you take a step back and you look at the amount of quota that goes unused in the ocean, you pretty quickly understand um, that if these quota transfers take place, you're adding an awful, awful lot of more harvest uh, for the commercial sector. Again, you know, 2.4 million pound quota, and they're using about 66% of it. Um, that's about 840,000 pounds. Uh, of striped bass and it, and it goes unused. Um, and if you look at the states that are maximizing their quota, um, Delaware, Massachusetts, a uh, couple, couple other states, um, boy, would they like that? Would, would they like to be able to take that unused quota um, and, and give it to the commercial fishermen? So again, this is not a great time to be maximizing harvest for one sector. And, and here's a, you know, you guys got to kind of roll with me here. I'm going to dance around this a little bit, try and explain something that's a little, little bit of a needle to thread. Um, we took reductions of 25 and 18% in 2014 and 2019 respectively. And, um, for recreational anglers, that meant a, a pretty big change in the regulations, right? Well, for commercial fishermen, they took that. First of all, this is for the ocean. Uh, you know, the Chesapeake Bay didn't take any reduction. They took a one point eight percent reduction in two thousand nineteen. So let's let's put that out on the table. They they, they gave the rest of the reduction. They put that solely on the shoulders of, of recreational fishermen. Um, but for the ocean, you know, you have all this unused quota and those reductions were taken from quota, not harvest. So if you're, if you're averaging 65% of harvest and you have to take an 18% reduction, uh, it's not really a reduction, right? For example, uh, and you can see this chart in the blog in 2018, uh, prior to that reduction in uh, in 2019, the commercial fisheries 
were just under 2 million pounds harvested, and it was about 68% of the quota. The quota was a little bit higher, you know, before before that 18% reduction. And then you look at the 2021 numbers, and they were able to catch 76% of their quota. So even though it was lowered by 18%, the quota, they caught about the same amount of fish. So they're they're not really getting a reduction, folks. So this is kind of, <laughs> you know, it's not really fair, right? We're, we're doing our part. We want this stock rebuilt. And then you start like peeling back the layers of the onion and you're like, wait a minute, you know, what the heck is going on here? Uh, they, they're not really even realizing a reduction. So, and this, uh, this just keeps kind of getting worse and worse as, as you go down each, each layer of that, uh, of that onion. So we rallied the troops in the beginning of, the no of November for that commission meeting. And before the meeting, we talked to a couple of the commissioners um, and, and kind of told them that, you know, the public wanted conservation equivalency to be gone. And, you know, we need to, we need to do something to, to honor, you know, the, the good faith of the public that participated in the process. We were told there was no appetite. And um, <clears throat> one of the commissioners at the, at the meeting in early November, Mike Armstrong, did the best he could. And he, uh, he asked for a review of fishing mortality at the May 2023 meeting. Um, and that would be fishing mortality for 2020. I'm sorry, May 2023 meeting. And it would be fishing mortality for 2022 because we're we're on that razor's edge, right? If fishing mortality goes up, we are not rebuilding. And and as the meeting progressed, Mike Commissioner Armstrong talked about this, and uh, and there were some comments from ASMFC staff, and it was about the time and the constraints and staff time and and all these reasons why they weren't sure that they could do it. Now ultimately some staff members stepped in and said, "Yeah, we we can do that." So, you know, thanks for that. But there's a chart in this addendum 1 that shows the progress on commercial quota transfers. And it started in August 2021. In August through October, the plan development team developed initial draft of the addendum. October 21, the board deferred consideration. August 2022, board provided guidance for the plan development team for further development. November 2022, board reviewed an, an approved draft addendum one for public comment. So that was the last meeting in November. So we're going back to August 2021, staff time from the plan development team, staff time to develop this document, staff time, staff time, staff time. So all of that dedicated staff time to maximize commercial harvest, okay? And they're suggesting some members of the, some staff on the commission suggesting that they don't have the staff time to review fishing mortality to make sure we're staying on track for rebuilding. You're talking about like 
this is not only this, right? It's not only what I read to you, and we'll get into the, the state hearings on this commercial quota transfer. There are eight state hearings. In those state hearings, there has to be ASMFC staff giving the presentation, okay? More staff time. They had to actually draft and approve the addendum, which is a substantial document. More staff time. So, like, I don't know. Where, where's the... Where, where is the focus? I mean, is, is it to the point where enough is enough? Where you dedicate all of this staff time, all of these meetings, a new addendum, all of, you ignore what the public wants, and you're focusing on maximizing commercial harvest to the tune of upwards of 840,000 pounds a year on a stock that's desperately trying to be rebuilt. I, I, you know, you kind of feel like you're, you live in an alternate universe if you're us. Like it's, it's shocking. It's, it's so tone deaf uh, that it, it's hard to, it's hard to really, I'm trying not to yell and act like some kind of, you know, crazy person on here. But all I can say is I'm trying really hard and I'm, I'm trying just to give the information because it's pretty frustrating. So, <clears throat> This entire issue, um, you know, it kind of rips the Band-Aid off some issues that we've been super quiet on. Um, and, and I guess the first one of those is I, I would like everyone to stop saying that we have a slot limit. I certainly would like the commissioners to stop saying that the slot limit is working. And let me explain why. Massachusetts, North Carolina. Now, North Carolina isn't harvesting any fish. I'm just listing the states for a reason. Massachusetts, North Carolina, Maryland, Delaware, Rhode Island, and Virginia can all harvest commercially slot over slot fish in the ocean. Massachusetts, North Carolina, Maryland, Delaware, Rhode Island, Virginia can all commercially harvest slot fish in the ocean. We good on that? Everyone understands that? It's not a slot limit, folks. 2.4 million pound quota. We're doing our part. We believe in this slot limit. We're throwing back everything over 35, thinking that we're saving them. We're not, right? We're not. We do not have a slot limit. Recreationals have a slot limit. Commercials do not. And their quota is not peanuts. Um, so kind of, you know, in, as you are ripping this Band-Aid off, there's a greater question. If you look at some, some jurisdictions, right, specifically D.C., New York, and even Connecticut, and, and and there's other jurisdictions that do this too, but I'm going to focus on these three. Um, they've done exhaustive testing on contaminants in striped bass. And New York has a maximum commercial size of 38 inches. That's pretty close to the slot. I didn't include them in that list, right? But a maximum commercial size of 38 inches. And that's been in place for a long time. Can I get a show of hands of why that's in place? 
because they found that the Hudson fish are completely loaded with PCBs. Loaded. And through exhaustive scientific testing, the state of New York has said she shouldn't be eating fish over 38 inches, uh, especially uh, women of childbearing years and, uh, and, and young kids. Never touch it. Never touch it. D.C., right on the Potomac, has a consumption advisory for all striped bass, all of them. All of them. And I, I can explain why, you know, because of PCBs as well. Connecticut, anything over 25 inches shouldn't eat. Shouldn't eat. So I'm kind of confused here. You have all of these jurisdictions, Massachusetts, North Carolina, Maryland, Delaware, Rhode Island, and Virginia, that can harvest over slot fish commercially. You have these other jurisdictions through scientific testing have deemed these fish dangerous to eat, essentially. So how do those two things fit together? How, how does that work? Striped bass still migrate, right? Right? So fish coming out of the Hudson and the Potomac, they still go other places, right? Migrate up and down the coast. And then... You look at a lot of these, uh, a lot of these science studies on on consumption advisories, and they're done on pretty small fish. You know, fish under thirty inches. These fish over forty inches are old, right? They are old. You know, upwards thirty five years old, and I can cite the science to show that a, a fifty inch fish is not nineteen years old. All right, there's a they, the scale studies that they use for that. Striped bass don't get a, a an additional ring on their scale every year after they're like seven or eight. I've talked to people about it. I was actually told by a scientist that, you know, I said, well, how can how can y'all do this scale study if you know it's wrong and say that's 50 inch striped bass are 19 years old when you know they're closer to like 35 or 40 based on the otolith studies. And um, and I was told, well, you know. If the entire baseline's incorrect, it's still a baseline. I think that's one of the reasons why I'm bald. Because um, I hear stuff like that. And, and anyway, these older fish are loaded because it accumulates over time. Um, why are we still doing this? You know, what? We do not have a slot limit. This quota transfer for the ocean, a ton of these jurisdictions harvest. What they're doing is opening the door for over 800,000 pounds of harvest for big fish, right? Is anyone here comfortable with that while we're trying to rebuild? Is anyone comfortable? I am not comfortable with that. So we got a comment on this thing. And much like all the other addendums and amendments from the commission, it's pretty damn confusing with all the options. And we're kind of at the end of our rope. Um, this will all be on a blog. You, again, you can click on the links, read the whole addendum if you have the desire and the time. But our suggestion is option A. 
commercial quota transfers are not permitted. And that is it. We feel like we've gone to the well with our advocates so many times over Stripe Bass in the last few years, trying to be the honest broker, trying to explain everything. And, you know, it's the holidays. Um, <laughs> everyone's busy. And we're not going to do an infographic and we're not going to go crazy on this because really all you need to know as a commercial quota transfer should not be permitted. You should not be trying to maximize commercial harvest while we're desperately trying to rebuild this stock. And it's not, it's not chump change. It's, it's a lot of fish. So these comments are going to be accepted through January 13th, 2023. And you email your comments to comments at asmfc.org. And don't forget the subject line, Stripe Bass Addendum 1. And we're going to ask that you BCC us on the comments. Let's keep them honest. Let's keep them honest. Because I kind of wonder, we still got the question about what's a form letter. And we got a question about, you know, uh, uh, is that count accurate? So BCC us in there, stripercomments at gmail.com. We'll we'll get prizes together. We'll talk to our sponsors. We'll pull some random names out, give you guys a, a little, you know, post-holiday gift, post-Christmas gift, um, you know, because you because you you took the time to comment. Um, and there's a substantial list. There's eight scheduled hearings. Most of them are hybrid, so you can attend them virtually. New York is the only one that's in person, and it's also the first one up to bat. New York's is going to be Wednesday, uh, December 7th, in person uh, in Kings Park, New York, uh, at the New York DEC Division of Marine Fisheries uh, from 6 to 8 p.m. And um, that's the only one that we're looking at that is not hybrid or webinar only. But North Carolina is the next day, Thursday, December 8th. The next week, December 14th, is Rhode Island. The 15th is Delaware. Um, Delaware has a hybrid hearing. There, there, there is an in-person uh you have the ability to go in person. Then we got December 19th, Massachusetts, December 20th, Jersey, January 5th. You have Maryland, Virginia, Potomac Rivers Fisheries Commission in D.C., uh, all uh, in a hybrid hearing in the evening from 6 to 8. And then you have uh, Maine and New Hampshire on January 9th. So, um, you know, here we are, folks, again, right? Uh, we get the door slammed on us because the stock assessment said no more reductions when originally the stock assessment said a 25% reduction. They used a new selectivity block and then they come out and say, oh, no reductions. A few weeks before the meeting in November, that created a chain reaction where CE is still in place. We begged them to get rid of CE because that's what the public wanted. We were told no. Uh, there's no appetite for an addendum. Soon as the meeting's over, here's an addendum one <laughs> on how to maximize commercial harvest. So, and and the reality is, 
uh, a lot of these states harvest big fish over the slot um, that have consumption advisories across the board. Um, and we're not, we don't have a real slot. It's a, it's, it's a, it's nothing short of a lie. Um, so that's another thing too. If you, if you hear the commissioner saying the addendum six slot is working, just, I hope a red flag goes up because we don't have a slot. <laughs> we do not have a slot. These big fish are still being harvested. It's not right. It's not what the public wants. We'll never know if a slot is true, could be truly successful for striped bass because these fish are not safe, right? It's not like they hit 35 inches and they're no longer harvested. When they hit 36 inches in a lot of these states, they become uh, targets for commercial harvest. So, uh, you know, folks, it's time to saddle up one more time. Spread the word near and far. Uh, get everyone you know on these webinars, send emails, call friends, and don't give up. I mean, I'm I'm kind of gassed right now. Y'all can probably hear it in my voice, um, but don't give up. Fight for these fish. Fight for what's right. What's right in front of us right now, option A, status quo, commercial quota transfers not permitted. January 13th is the deadline. Send your emails to comments at asmfc.org. BCC us at stripercomments at gmail.com. Uh, we'll, you don't, you don't have to, I mean, I don't know. Go look at the, look at the, uh, look at the addendum if you want and pick something else besides option A and BCC us and, and you could still win a prize. We're not gonna, we're not gonna hold that against you, right? Um, you know, we want to just be kind of fair in all of this. So just so long as you're participating in the process, but that's it. That's it. Uh, never let your guard down. <laughs> never think the fight's over. It's pretty clear to me. I'll be doing this until I drop dead at this desk. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, and, and it's always going to be the same shit, different day. So uh, thanks for listening. Uh, look out for our blog. It'll have a list of all of the uh, the hearing schedules, how to participate, how to send your emails and all that kind of stuff if you're driving and couldn't jot this down. Hope you enjoyed the holidays. Uh, our work is never done. Thanks for listening. And we will... Uh, Put another podcast up soon, and, and I hope you keep listening. Let's win this one for Stripers, folks. Mm -hmm.